Welcome, welcome to Creativity in Focus, a live video podcast where we highlight an artist and its art every single week, and this week is no different than the others. But before I interview my special guest today, I want to you know, suggest a few things for you, if you can. Uh, the purpose of this podcast is exactly to highlight artists and create more visibility to them. So we ask you to, if you like what you see, share. This podcast never goes away wherever you're watching. You might be watching on creativityinfocus.com, which is the best experience. You may be watching on YouTube, um, Facebook, anywhere out there. Uh, you can share this with other people. Some of the platforms allow you to give hearts and likes. That helps us a lot because it helps create visibility for what we're doing. Uh, most social media platforms, they do look at the interaction that a video has in the beginning to decide if they show to other people or not. So by you know giving like, leaving comments, you are always helping us. We are not going to try to sell anything during this podcast, so it's very safe for you to share in groups as well. If you know groups of artists, especially to they illustrators well sharing those groups because uh, you know it's going to be very good information for all of them as well and we are live for a very cool reason we love interaction we love you to interact with us wherever you're watching there is a video either beside there no, the video you know there is because you're watching there is a chat box either beside the video or below the video look for that that's the best place for you to interact not only with other people but with the invited guest this week. So if you have a question to the artist, do ask, do ask, because we, we want to lead this podcast to where you want to go, okay? That's basically my two announcements. We now begin Creativity in Focus. My special guest today is Brandon Pope, and Brandon Pope is an illustrator, correct? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. I, I illustrate. You illustrate, good. <laughs> I, do, I do lots of things, but yeah, mostly illustration. Okay. So. I want to know about the other things as well. But before we go there, let me show you a few of Brandon's work so you get familiar with his style. And Brandon, while we show the pictures, tell us a little bit mm -hmm. about what inspired you to make that picture, what is made with pen, whatever you use. So the first one we have here is this gorgeous whale. Yeah, so this is a sperm whale, which is one of my favorite animals. And it's um, pen and ink, and, also, and then it's watercolor over the top of that. And this, I got, it's about probably, you know, two or three inches tall and four inches wide, and it's quite small. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that I started to do. I've been going to um, various markets and shows and trying to sell some of my work. And people are more apt to buy a smaller piece because, you know, it's, don't, it's easier to... It's easier to find a place for it, mm -hmm. and it's it's a little bit cheaper for people to buy. And it's an original piece of artwork, and I think it's pretty neat to have an original piece of artwork. So that's why I started doing these these small pieces. Mm -hmm. um, and I just go to like a thrift store and get uh, a teeny tiny picture frame, and do a quick drawing or a painting or something inside there. And it's it's more accessible to a lot of people. To a lot of people, like, you know, whales are also one of my favorite animals. I actually. Uh, during the night, I put some noises just so to calm my brain and sleep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And whale sounds is one of my favorites. I love them. Yeah. Let's see another picture of his work. That's so. a, that's another whale. Okay. I like I like whales a lot. Um, you you mentioned whale sounds. Uh, sperm whales. Um, I love I love animals. I've always loved animals, uh -huh. and I like the like the facts. I like reading the books and watching the nature documentaries. So sperm whales are one of the loudest. They're actually the loudest. Uh, creature on the planet, hmm. and you don't really think of them as being that loud because they're always underwater. But I saw this documentary. It said if you are uh, underwater in front of a sperm whale, and it, it they do um, clicking, and it, if if it clicks and you're right in front of it, it'll like scramble your organs because it's so loud. Wow! So don't swim too close in front of a sperm whale. <laughs> well, they're, uh, they're, they're pretty scary just because of the size. Yeah, they're the largest animal in the world that has teeth. Oh, really? Another fun fact about sperm whales. I oh. love, <laughs> they're, my, they're my favorite animal. <laughs> and let's see one more. So you guys get really acquainted. From, okay, we have a, a compilation here. Frog, is that a slot? Uh, the, the one on the right is a tortoise. A tortoise, okay. Uh, and then there's an orangutan and a quail. And that's, nice. that's some more of the, the smaller pieces the, mm -hmm. in the tiny frames. So they're all um, four inches or less. And... They're all uh, pen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're 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 all drawn in pen, and then I do a wash 
in uh, watercolor for the background. Oh, cool. Uh, and like I said, I love animals. So the frogs, frogs are another one that I'm a big fan of. Mm -hmm. I don't have as many fun facts about frogs as I do about whales. <laughs> but that's a, that's a poison dart frog from the Amazon rainforest. And so yeah. I, I, ever since I was a little kid, I had the little plastic dart frog toys. And just the colors and the patterns on them were so cool. Uh, really? Yeah. I had real toys. Oh, yeah? I, uh, I had real frogs. real frogs. Yeah, several of them, actually. Cool. <laughs> and um, so I had my terrarium, and I would hide that from my mother. Uh -huh. So sometimes I had, if I had to go out or something, I would put in a drawer or something so she would find it. <laughs> and she did, and then, uh, yeah. So it was interesting. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about the other things that you do. You said you do a lot of things. Um, so, yeah, I, act I do. Recently with my wife, I took a watercolor painting class um, at Bountiful Junior High School. Okay. It was a, just continuing community education. And this was one of the, the things that I did in that class. Mm -hmm. um, I think this, I, I never, people ask me how long it takes to do, like how long did, you, how long did it take you to, to draw this thing or to paint this thing? And I've never timed myself and I never know how to answer that question. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, oh, how long did it take? And I was like, I don't know. I was just having a good time doing it. I didn't think about you never how long, how, yeah, yeah, I never timed it. So. But this, is, I've spent longer on this piece than I have probably on anything else that I've ever done. Um, and that's, that's in watercolor. And did, you like, hmm? did you like experimenting with watercolor? Oh, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I took to it uh, like a duck to water, water <laughs> watercolor. Uh, <laughs> or a frog, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what species of this, a frog this is. I think it's from India. Hmm. Um, I, it, was, it was out of a book that I got from the library. That's so cool. What's the message here? I, I notice in a lot of yours you have short phrases, mm -hmm. right? I really like uh, comic books and cartoons and little comic strips, and so I love word bubbles. I think they're really fun. Uh, just and it, it it's something that I I like to do because it makes it unique. Because I don't know how many other thousand artists in the world can paint a picture of a frog, but none, none of them are going to give him a word bubble that says, lead me be. <laughs> and so that's, uh, lead me be is a phrase I've actually used in a couple different things um, in, in the past. And I just, there's no real like meaning to it or a lot of story behind it. I just, there's, there's certain phrases and words that I like the way they, they sound and I like the way that they look written on a page. Mm -hmm. um, and I that's, like I said about the word bubbles, I just think there's so much you can express, um, just like the size and the shape and the color. And like I said, I read a lot of comic books uh, where they can, there's a lot in a word bubble um, besides just the words. And I think they're really, they're really fun and they're really interesting. You, you mean visually there's a lot as mm -hmm, well. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You can communicate a lot besides just what's written down in the bubble. That's cool, that's very cool. Guys, don't forget, this is an interactive podcast. So if you have any questions and comments, send it over here so I can ask uh, Brandon. Brandon, you said you like comic books. Mm -hmm. uh, is that how you got started? Tell, tell me a little bit about the process, how you, you got started. Um, so yeah, people will ask me, oh, like, oh, how long have you been drawing? Or when did you start drawing? And I've never actually like, said this to someone because I'm not that sassy. But I said, <laughs> I think in, in, in my mind, um, when did you stop drawing? Because every little kid, you know, you give them crayons and they love to color and they love um, drawing and coloring. And for me, it was just something that I never stopped doing. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, at, at what age, you know, people stop drawing. Uh, it depends on the person. But it's something that, you know, ever since I was, got my first crayon, I've just, I've always loved it. And it's something uh -huh. that I've always um, done, you know, all my notebooks. You never stopped. Yeah, never stopped. Uh -huh. So, but did you have any formal training, or you know, it was just practice? Yeah, I did. I took a few art classes here and there um, when I was younger, and but yeah, like I talked about comic books. Most of how I taught myself how to draw was by looking at the comic books that I liked mm -hmm. and seeing the ways that the artists, you know, where where they put the lines and um, what shapes and uh, positions and the anatomy. Um, I, I learned it all from looking at comic books. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man was especially my favorite, um, and The Incredible Hulk. Okay. Uh, were, those were the two I liked the most. And I spent a lot of time just reading them normally, and then I, I would go back and I would look at how they put each picture together and 
uh, like I said, the lines and the shapes and how they fit together. Um, and that's how I taught myself how to draw was by drawing Spider-Man and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so cool. yeah, that's... So, so you, you do... You illustrate as a business as well, am I correct? You sell your pieces. Mm -hmm. I do. Tell me, tell me a little bit on how you started doing that. How was the feeling of selling your first piece? Uh, that's one of my favorite feelings in the whole world is when someone, when I, when I create something and someone comes in and they see it and they like it, uh, that's, that's like the best high that I can get is to create something that someone else enjoys. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of what made me want to sell my art and bring it to um, these fairs and markets uh, was so that I could experience that and, and to share what I've created with, with people. Do you also sell online? Yes, I have an Etsy store. Okay. Um, and there's, I haven't updated it in a while. Okay. So <laughs> I should do that tonight. <laughs> so you do, you do online and you mm -hmm. also go to markets, local markets, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, this weekend is actually my last week at the Salt Lake Farmer's Market. Um, and so I have these, these little tiny frames you can see here. Mm -hmm. I, and I do t-shirts um, printed with my drawings on them. Like this one that you yeah, wear? This yeah, one, this one I'm wearing here. It's uh, just a potted Plants plant. Plants are cool. Plants are cool. Uh -huh. So I, the way I choose like, what I want to draw or what I want to put on a shirt is I make, I make what I want to see. Um, so I, I love birds are one of my other favorite things to draw. This one here you see is um, it's a, a great gray shrike, mm. which is another fascinating animal. You want some fun facts about the, the shrike? Yeah. So they, um, they live on the east coast of the United States mostly, and they will take um, like grasshoppers or sometimes even mice and lizards and other birds, and they, they're carnivorous and they'll They'll get these animals and they will stick them onto a thorn on a, on a tree or a spike on like a barbed wire mm -hmm. and they'll keep them there. And so the animal is still alive. It's a little macabre. Uh, it's a hardcore bird. And so he'll, he'll come back and eat little bits of the animal at the time, oh uh, fresh meat uh, off of this, but it's, it's, it's stuck onto this thorn oh or a spike. So they're, they're pretty metal. Uh, in that regard, but they're also very beautiful, you know. Uh -huh. just, uh, so, but you you like to work with uh, black mm -hmm. and white a lot, right? Yeah, that's for for the for the smaller pieces that I mentioned. Um, I do black and white a lot, mm -hmm. uh, just because it's faster. And you know, if you're if you're doing something small and quick that you're trying to sell for cheap, just to just to get uh -huh. uh, pieces out, that's that's an easy way to do it. So, when you say fast, how many pieces do you create in a week or in a month? I, it depends. Sometimes I will do four or five in a single day, and sometimes I'll go weeks without doing without anything. It. Just, uh, it depends on how motivated I feel at that time or how many I have left if I need to make more to sell more. <laughs> and is this your full-time occupation? or? Uh, my full-time occupation is I'm a graphic artist. Okay. So I work for Inkshore Screen Printing. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I print, my, I print all oh, my shirts. Yeah, shirts. Okay. So I got, I got the connection there. Uh, that's actually how I got I got the job was I had um, a lot of art and stuff that I wanted to put on the shirts and I noticed that they had listed this position as, as a graphic artist mm -hmm. and so I do a lot of fun stuff there too um, less illustration more you know graphic design mm -hmm. logos and that sort of thing um, but yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of fun working there I love being able to use my passion and my skills as an artist to you know make money. Yeah. Uh, so this, like, as my illustration and painting, and that's kind of a, a side business as of right now. Hopefully, it will develop into more where it can uh, be my primary means of income. So when you see it developing to become something else, uh, what mm -hmm. do you see? Because you are a smart cookie, right? You 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 not only make the drawings and and they are gorgeous, but you think about the size not only because. Mm -hmm. It may be cheaper, but also because we are living in smaller and smaller spaces. Mm -hmm. So big pieces, of course, they are harder to sell. But you also turn that into other products as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like the T-shirts. Do you have anything else? Or, and what are your plans? Um, yeah, I have, I have a few T-shirts designs that I'm selling. I have some stickers. 
uh, with drawings that I've made, um, some buttons, like the little circle pins. Mm -hmm. uh, I got those. Um, I'm working on a comic book right now, actually. So oh, cool. back, back to comic books. Uh -huh. um, this is, uh, I, got, I brought a picture of my main character here. Ooh. His name is Kerman. Kerman. And he's a, he's a frog warrior. Oh, nice. I like uh, that. You can see him there. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've just finished writing it. So I, I've written the first issue, and so I'm just about to start uh, drawing. Uh, it's 26 pages long, the first issue. And so hopefully I'll have it ready by the end of the year. How uh, are you coloring this? Um, this piece here is colored with Copic markers. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the comic book itself, I will be coloring digitally in Photoshop uh, because it's less expensive than buying 100 Copic markers. Yeah, yeah, Because you know, yeah. you're going <laughs> to use up all your greens pretty fast when, when you're drawing uh -huh. a frog. So, uh, yeah, I do, I've done a little bit of digital art, digital illustration, uh, but I do like having my hands on the piece. Mm -hmm. um, it, it gives me more of a connection with the piece, and I can... Uh, put a lot more of myself into it mm -hmm. if it's on a, if it's if I'm holding the pen and I have the piece of paper versus in a in a digital format I, I feel a little more disconnected uh -huh. from the piece I know the feeling so you know that my my daughter's very first and only job was uh, coloring books oh cool digitally yes so tell me what's the main plot for Kerman um, so it takes place in the future and the ice caps have melted because of global warming. And so the entire world is flooded and there's, all that's left is these swamps. And so- Hot as hell and humid. Yeah, very, very humid. And so these frog people have evolved into more humanoid uh, forms. And he is the defender of his tribe uh, of frog people. And so he has to, whatever threats may uh, come whatever threats threaten his tribe, I guess. Uh, he, it's, his, it's his duty and responsibility to protect his people. Uh, and so that's, that's the basic gist. And there's... So does it have an arch enemy? Um, it's a spoiler alert. I can't tell you. Oh, you can't tell that. No, not yet. So you, you <laughs> You'll have to buy have, the book when it comes I, out. I bet that, that you're <laughs> totally right. Uh, and you have 26 pages conceived already in the, mm -hmm. in the process, right? You're going to take... Uh, care of all creation, and then you are going to go to a publisher. So I, the, I have, I've been working with um, a publisher. Uh, the, the, the name of their company is Valeity Studios, mm -hmm. and they have published. Are they local? Yeah, they, okay. they publish um, a lot of local artists, local comics. Um, and so the, the one that they are probably most famous for is Salt City Strangers, uh -huh. which is a superhero team based in Salt Lake City. That's, that's, cool. that's really fun. That's I liked it a cool. lot. And uh -huh. I, I was lucky enough to meet these people at, um, at a Comic-Con uh, that I, I, was, I was taking some workshops uh -huh. about um, self-publishing because I had, oh, this, I had nice. this idea for Kerman. And I, really, I, I had never actually written anything before. Uh -huh. I'm not much of a writer. But um, all of a sudden, you know, the inspiration hit me and it, it and all came it. flowing out. So I had this idea and I wanted to get it out there into the world. And so I went to this workshop about um, self-publishing mm -hmm. comics, and it was uh, taught by one of these guys from Valeity Studios, Andrew Malin. And um, I came up to him after, you know, I was taking notes and learning as much as I could, and I came up to him after, and I, I was showing him my ideas, and I was like, this is my character, um, this is my idea for a story. And they liked it so much that they said they would like to work with me on it. Fantastic! That's so cool. So, and that's like I said, that's the best feeling I can ever get is yes. when you show when you show something that you are excited about, and other people get excited about it. It's that a just makes extreme you, validation. Oh, absolutely! I work, love it. Yeah. Guest Street Ten is asking: Other than shirts, do you do prints of your work, or is it all original? Um, I have some prints. Uh, this this frog here is available in prints. Um, there's, I did a series of prints last year for Halloween, but they're all sold out now. But I, I did bring the originals. That's a good if for you that. want, to, <laughs> uh, if you want to take a look at those, it was. Um, so this is from the Halloween. Yeah, this is okay. it's, it's, it's a series I did for Halloween last year. Do you I, mind showing here? Oh like yeah. You did with the frog. So um, I apologize to whoever asked this question. They're no longer available. 
unless okay. you want to buy the originals. But I also this is a this is a fly. A fly. Mm -hmm. huh. um, and this is actually an outfit that I own uh -huh. with with the jacket and the Alice Cooper T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so another one of my influences is punk rock. I like uh, listening to it. I really like the attitude. Um, and Alice Cooper. I have a lot of, oh yeah, yeah, Alice Cooper is one of my favorites I went as to this well. concert once. Did you really? Many, many, many years oh, ago. I've all, that's on my bucket list is to go to an Alice Cooper concert. Yeah, my parents didn't want because they, <laughs> they had this thing that he would eat snakes and pigeons and whatever <laughs> else. But it was fun. Yeah. Uh, so I did a series of monsters. So this is a fly. Uh, this is sort of a swamp monster. Okay. Um, and... So these are all kind of quasi-self-portraits because, like I said, this is an outfit that I own. This is another outfit uh, that I own with this jacket. Um, and then these, this is a set here where there's the vampire um, and then his bat form. All monsters wear tennis shoes. <laughs> and, so, yeah, and all from one specific brand. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorites uh, from that specific series. Uh -huh. um, just it's kind of a werewolf or? It's a, it's a vampire bat. Vampire so bat. If you know, you'll see, he, it's That's the how same. how much I know about monsters. It's the same character. You oh, see, he's wearing the same it, jacket and the same jeans. Ah. Um, and so, uh, you know, vampires can turn into mon the more vicious monster form. I think they're sexier without turning <laughs> into the monster form. And this last one. Uh, and then this is um, Ooh, a Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. That's cool. So you sold the original of all this? These are the originals here. I've sold you all sold. the prints that I made. It was, oh, a, it was a limited cool. edition for Halloween last year. Nice. And I actually um, just barely sold the last few of them last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Very cool. Uh, Leslie's asking, where do you find inspiration to draw and create new characters? Um, like I said, I like, well, punk, I don't really get inspiration for specific characters from punk rock, but I get like the aesthetic. I love, I love like leather jackets and denim jackets. Mm. I'm really excited for fall so I can start wearing all my jackets again. <laughs> I, have a, I have a collection of a lot of jackets. Um, so like these, all these characters I just put up um, are all wearing cool jackets. So punk rock music I like a lot. Um, nature is one of my biggest influences because uh, I drew you know, the frogs and the frog people. Um, and just myself, because like kind of everything that I do is like a quasi self-portrait. Um, all the monsters that I just showed you are—they're like a little bit of me. So which which side are you putting monster. out then? <laughs> Sorry, that. Which side are you putting out in those characters? Which side of you are you putting out? Uh, just you know, every you know, you, you feel you feel different and uh, like an outcast sometimes, you know, and. I think that there's a lot of beauty in ugliness, mm -hmm. uh, which sounds like an oxymoron, but I, I love ugly things. And I like, if, if I like to make things ugly on purpose. I also love beautiful things. Mm -hmm. like, um, that's why I love drawing nature. Uh, but so there's like the ugly side of, of myself or the ugly side of people. Uh, there's a lot of inspiration to be drawn from there. Mm -hmm. the, the character for um, Kerman's, like his, his friend, his sidekick, uh, it's, he's got a lot of that kind of punk rock look where, with the leather jacket and the big hair. Is he also a frog? No, he's a human. So there's a few humans left in the world of Kerman, but uh, the flooding has taken many of them out. And yeah, so, they didn't pay attention. <laughs> there were lots of warning, global warming, global warming. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a little too late. That's cool. I, I like this. I actually think Outcast rock, mm -hmm. and uh, it's 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 su super interesting to me. Maybe because I'm one myself. Yeah. But I think uh, it's a different way. Now, what I notice is every time you talk about the animals, uh, you ha you you've done some research mm -hmm. on that. You know their behavior. Uh, is it the behavior that also triggers the inspiration for you? Like this little guy, he's, he's an evil guy. He's yeah. kind of a masochistic bird, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I, I chose to draw the Shrike is because it has that unique behavior. Mm -hmm. um, this other one here, let me move it over to scoot it. 
This is a boreal toad, mm -hmm. which is actually an indigenous species to Utah. Oh. Um, but they are endangered. Hmm. And so, uh, and this is, this is another kind of one of those things where I think there's beauty and ugliness because they're, you know, they're lumpy and they're slimy and they're not what a lot of people would traditionally consider as beautiful. Um, but they're responsible for the balance we have. Yeah. And so there, there's, there's a fungus that's uh, threatening the population in Utah, and it's causing a lot of problems. So the Hogle Zoo, uh, they, they focus on conservation of a few species, and one of them is the boreal toad. And that's one of the reasons why I chose the boreal toad is to kind of bring awareness to that, because I do love animals, and I love the environment, and I want to do what I can to, to help conserve these endangered creatures and um, bring attention to that. That's awesome. You should look at the plaque in my car when you go out. Oh, yeah? I'm a huge, huge, huge animal advocate. You have no clue. I think that, uh, this kind of work is so important, but what I'm asking inside of my mind is this. When you're in the farmer's market or any show, uh, what is the conversation that you have when you're selling a piece? Does it go to that level or not? It sometimes, goes, oh, it's pretty, oh, it's ink. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. It depends on who's asking. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of the ones I've done for these smaller pieces have been birds. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of birds enthusiasts and like bird watchers who come and talk about um, the different types of birds that they recognize. Mm -hmm. I met, there was a, a lady who worked at the University of Utah. She was a parasitologist, um, but she works, she studies um, pigeons and the parasites and then all, all kinds of stuff about pigeons. So I was talking to her for a long time about um, just the different kinds of birds that we liked and the reasons that we liked them. And she, she, she talked about, the, she works with pigeons all day. And a lot of people think pigeons are like trash birds and they're mm -hmm. like, you, they call them rats with wings. But if you, look, if you look at a pigeon, they're beautiful. Like the iridescent feathers on their necks and just the patterns on their wings. Um, and you know, sometimes they eat trash, but <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> hey, so do I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Utah has a very cool bird society, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of people do that, and uh, we, Nashville and I, we actually a couple of years ago we did an audio documentary about the birders in the field, and oh, it, wow. it was super cool. Uh, we have amazing. I mean, I love raptors, so oh, yeah. Utah is great for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to ask more about who do you sell to, but Melissa Terlisi, which, by the way, is a, one of our instructors at Curious Mondo, and she, okay. she sculpts reptiles. Oh, I love reptiles. So the, the class was about turtles, but she, does, she has some amazing frogs. Anyway, I agree 100%. The beauty in ugly. Floss tell a story. Love the frog. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, we... Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe there is no right or wrong on anything. There are all the shades in between. Mm -hmm. And I think any artist understands that, right? Because it's, you're really looking what's odd in here that I can highlight. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what makes it beautiful. Uh, you told me about the people that like birds. Who is usually your customer? Um, I have, so I have a wide variety of, of different things. Because I have, you know, like these animals and then I have monsters and I have the t-shirts with it, um, a few different types of there. So I try to appeal to as many people as I can. Mm -hmm. if, if you're trying to sell something, you got to appeal to a broad audience. Um, but like I said, I make, I make stuff that I want to see and stuff that if I came to a farmer's market, I would buy. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, my, my, my target audience is just like-minded people. And so sometimes it'll be a child who's begging their mom to, to get one of these you know, this monster or this, mm -hmm. uh, this t-shirt. And um, sometimes it'll be an older lady who I have a shirt with a, a bee on it. And she comes and tells me about how she loves to garden. And, and so she's she, a beekeeper. Yeah, she has, like she's an apiary. Uh -huh. um, and so there's the, re the, the ways that the things that I create connect, it's different for every person. Mm -hmm. I talk about um, with my brother a lot actually is that you know, art is subjective, and what what the artist put into it is not necessarily what someone who comes to look at it will get out of it, um, which is one of the things I love about art, is because you see something and the connection that you have with it, uh, and the connection that you uh, 
get with the artist through that is something that's very personal and unique, and it, there's no other way for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say like my, if, I had, if I had to specify a target audience, um, just people, people like me. People like you, that's good. And, and do you think there's a gender that buys more than the other in your art or not? Um, certain, like I said, certain parts of it. I think mm-hmm. a lot of women like the t-shirts that I do. Uh, and then, well actually, I'd say mostly women. Like if I, I, I haven't kept you know, that careful records of, of, of who, who buys well, what. Well, the, but the if, reason just off I the ask, top of my head, I'd say probably more women buy. More women than buy. Yeah. I was talking to Melissa about a week ago, mm-hmm. and, and she, she brought up the point, because she makes so many reptiles, that more men buy the reptiles than mm. women. Um, but maybe it's just in her case, but I oh. thought it was interesting because it's not furry and cuddly, so that could be one of the reasons. Could be, yeah. yeah. So I... Uh, I had drawn an iguana in in one of these small frames, just with ink and a, w- the watercolor, and it was one of the first ones I did. I just I just started doing this um, in the spring of this year, mm-hmm. and one of the first ones I did was this iguana because I also love the reptiles, um, and iguanas are one of my my favorites, and. It, it sat on my table every week for months and months, and uh-huh. no one hardly even looked at it. And then a woman came and bought it, and she, yeah. she I guess she had a pet iguana, and so she, she loved iguanas, and she uh, came and got it, and she was very excited about it. So. Yeah, yeah it, it is like this. I, I like to needle felt, and I needle felt a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. And I had a baby tapir which is common oh, in Brazil. And it was there, and, and many times, you know, in the national somebody, but who's going to, to know what animal this is? Because mm-hmm. not even, you know, something you see, you see here in the States. And there came a woman, and she worked in biology, I think. She loved tapirs, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, that's how it is. Oh, I would have bought that one. I love tapirs, <laughs> it too. Was, it was nice. It was kind of big. Uh, Chase Gregson is asking, your Instagram is called The Bluff Street Bandit. Mm-hmm. Is there a meaning behind that name? Uh, not a very interesting meaning. I'll tell you the story if you want to hear it. Yeah, I'm all for stories. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bluff Street Bandit, that's, uh, that's the name of my Instagram account, and mm-hmm. it's also the name of my store on Etsy. Good. And so the, the story behind that is in Nauvoo, Illinois, they have a pageant about um, the Mormons who settled that area and it's sort of about the, the beginning of the church in that part of the world, which was the part of the world that it started in. So the beginning of the church overall. And part of this pageant was they show them building the city mm. of Nauvoo. And they call out the name of a street. Um, one of the, and this, so the street that my brother and I were assigned to, my whole family was in this pageant. Uh, it was probably like 2009. Okay. I was... Uh, like 14, 13 or 14 years old. And so they had these big pieces of cloth. It was like a giant ribbon. And so it was like as far out as you could stretch your arms. And then it stretched. So I, I would hold one end like this, and my brother would hold the other end. Mm. We would throw it up in the air and run across to either end of the stage okay. when they called out the name of the street, which was Bluff Street. Uh-huh. And I was, uh, I was 14, my brother was probably, he must have been 12 or 13 at the time, so we were just messing around because you know, we're having a good time uh, behind, behind the scenes waiting until we got our cue. And so I took the, the big uh, piece of fabric that represented Bluff Street and I wrapped it around my face like a bandana, uh-huh. like, a, you know, like an old west bandit. And so I started calling, my, I, I, I started calling myself the Bluff Street Bandit. <laughs> um, and so that's where the name came from. And so it's not. And it stayed. It's not that interesting of a story. There's not. I don't know. I think it's kind of a dumb story, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> when people cool. when people ask, I'll tell it. Uh, but I I do think the name sounds cool. So that's why I kept using it as that's the Bluff Street that's Bandit. That's good. That's good. Let's see a few more pictures of your work sure. and tell, talk to people about it. Um, this is a business card uh, for my illustration and design side business. So I thought it would be a fun idea if I ordered the business cards blank with nothing on them besides my name and my contact information. And then I went in and I drew on each card individually. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I thought it would be, you know, it's just kind of like a gimmick, a fun, a fun thing to do. Uh, it didn't, I don't think people appreciated it as much really? as I hoped they would. Huh. Uh, <laughs> but apes is another one of my favorite subjects mm -hmm. that we haven't mentioned yet. Um, the book uh, Tarzan of the Apes is one of my favorite books. And so I love, I love apes because, you know, they're so close to humans and, like, you can see, you can recognize the emotion on an ape's face mm -hmm. like you see in that picture. That was from a book that I got um, about apes. And, you know, you see the same kind of emotions that we feel. Um, and so I, I, I've drawn hundreds of individual business cards, several with, you know, apes and... Uh, a lot of birds and reptiles and amphibians as well. Mm -hmm. And then some just kind of crazy cartoons. Don't they collect your business cards then? I would. Uh, yeah, so I think, I think it has had the desired effect on a few people, you mm -hmm. know, because I'll, I'll present them with my card and be like, this is a hand-drawn illustration. And they're like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of the times people, you know, they'll just come up and grab them and then, you know, it ends up in their back pocket in the laundry and then, you know. Oh, it happens, yeah. <laughs> so that's what, that's what happens with. it is with, a business card, but I would yeah, collect them and card. frame them later, mm -hmm. yeah. Let's see another one. This one is uh, inspired by a song that I really like from a band that I really like. The band is Oingo Boingo. Are you, uh -huh. are you familiar yes, with Oingo Boingo? Yes, they're from the 70s, right? 70s or 80s? Uh, yeah, 80s. 80s. Yeah, yeah, 80s. Um, so this, the name of the song is Reptiles and Samurai. Mm -hmm. And it's a great song. Look it up. Uh, it's one of my favorites. And so you see the reptile in the in the one corner mm -hmm. there is the iguana that I talked about. And then up in the top is uh, a samurai. And I just drew that because I really liked the song and I wanted to have something uh, with a picture of a reptile and a samurai. How is it. that colored? That's that's with uh, the Copic markers that okay. I, I mentioned for the, the the way I did the same for my monsters and uh, the Kerman picture that we showed earlier. So I, I sketch it out in pencil. I Well, first I, I do like concept drawings in my sketchbook. Okay. Um, so I do practices and like try and see how it'll fit together and what pieces will go where. And then um, a lot of what I draw on uh, is the backer boards from a comic book. When you, when you buy a comic book, it comes in a plastic sleeve mm -hmm. and they give you a little cardboard piece, um, which is, that's all this is. Um, so the comic book comes in here like that, and then this is just to keep it straight from wrinkling. Mm -hmm. And so I had a bunch of these, because I buy a bunch of comic books, and I was like, I can draw on these. <laughs> so that's what that, that one was drawn on, was oh. uh, one of the backer boards from a comic book um, in, in those Copic markers. And a few of the flowers that were in there, um, one of my favorite flowers is a peony. Uh -huh. um, my grandma had them outside of her house. She still has them outside of her house. Um, I had them in my front yard of the house where I grew up. Uh, and you told me she's a good artist as well, This right? is my other grandma. Okay. But she's also a good artist. She writes poetry. Um, so she doesn't do visual art. But okay. uh, she has uh, a lot of amazing poems that she has written. That's cool. Um, but yeah, the, my, my, my father's mother, the one I mentioned before while we were talking she is a great artist. She grew up in Germany in the, in the 40s and 50s. So it was a, a tough place to grow up. Um, but she does toll painting, and, which is a, like a Bavarian folk art. So she paints all, almost all the furniture in my house when I was growing up was painted by my grandmother. It was these beautiful nice. uh, flowers and designs on there. And she, she does it to this day. She's almost 80 years old, I think. I don't know exactly how old she is. Uh, but she's got a young spirit, and she's she loves to do it. And I think um, I get a lot of my artistic sensibilities from her. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, Bree Tree is saying hello, enjoying the interview. Guest 807, what is your favorite part about working for a screen printing company? Um, my favorite part is when I get to take an idea that, that it, it has never existed before, and it, it, it only exists inside my head. And then I get to um, put that either onto paper or into the computer. And then um, through the process of screen printing, it becomes an actual physical object that you can, you know, you can put it on like a t-shirt. So like this, I, I, I had the idea, I want a shirt with a potted plant on it because I like potted plants. I think they're fun. <laughs> and so I had the idea, I drew it, and then 
the just the process of um, converting an ideal into an actual physical object is very exciting to me. I love doing it. And so that's my favorite part about working at a screen printing place is I get to take these ideas, either my own ideas or other people come in with ideas and I help them bring them into reality, which, uh, you know, it's a powerful experience. It makes you feel powerful to create these new th things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it may be a stupid idea, but is screen printing still done the same way or is it all digital? Um, so a lot of the art is done digitally. Okay. The printing itself is, ma is manual. So we have you know, the screens there. That you put the... About that big. The ink and... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so it's still the same. Just checking because it's been a while since last time. Uh, let's talk about the, the business side. Mm -hmm. Tell me about uh, the average price that you charge for your pieces. So these small frames I do for 10 or $15. Um, since this one's a little bit bigger, I don't... This is about as big as they get for, for the tiny frames. I call them tiny frames in my, in my uh, log that I keep of what I make and what I sell. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the name for them. So like this one is on the, the larger end and that might be $15 and then a smaller one like this would be $10. How long does it take you to make a, a drawing like that? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? I never I never. But, but you don't it. have a faint idea? More um, than an hour, more than depends. a day? So this one uh, has a lot of detail because uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of spots and wrinkles and lumps. Mm -hmm. And so that would take me a little longer than um, a smoother animal. Mm -hmm. A bird, birds tend to be pretty smooth most of the time or like a lumpy one. You know, I, like I said, I never, I never timed it before. You know, I just kind of get lost in the process. But uh, anywhere from 20 minutes to two hours, depending on how much I like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> if if I if if I'm not feeling it, if I'm not that into it, I'll try and wrap it up a little faster. So I don't, but if 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 I'm if I get really into the process and it's an animal that I really like, I spent quite. I don't know exactly how long, but I spent quite a while on this boreal toad, um, just because I re I really liked the you know the creases and the folds mm -hmm. in his skin. and thought cool. that was a lot of fun. What about the big pictures? Um, the big pictures. I worked on this one. So the class was. I think six weeks, and so I was working on this for four weeks. Cool. So this 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 is the original painting here, and I would uh -huh. never sell it right. because this is one of my very first watercolors. And so, like, you'd have to give me a million dollars if you wanted this, but I have prints of it that are uh -huh. available for twenty dollars um, because it is it is larger and it's printed on a, a, a fancy paper. That's cool. But yeah, this is one of my favorite things that I've ever done. Yeah, and the t-shirts, well, the t-shirt, there are tons of t-shirts out there, mm -hmm. but uh, you sell well your t-shirts. Yeah, so I, the first t-shirts I printed with the intention to sell were last year um, in the early summer, mm -hmm. and I printed four designs, um, 24 of each. And I'm almost sold out of every single one of them now. Hmm. And so this is this this plant that I'm wearing now is one of the new ones that I created for this season. And then I also have the the whale that we showed earlier, who was yawning. Mm -hmm. um, that's another shirt that I have that's new for this season. Um, so I, I sell the t-shirts for twenty dollars a piece. And so yeah, some days are better than other days. It depends on uh, who's who decides to show up to the market that day. <laughs> but yeah, I've I. I've sold a few of them. Okay. So we know that in your near future, you're going to have a published uh, cartoon. Mm -hmm. Not cartoon. A comic book. book. Comic book. Yeah, I know that. I should know better. I read all Batman and Superman comic books. Uh, but what's next for you besides that? Do you, do you know already? Um, I would like to do more comic books. Hopefully, the reception of the Kerman comics will be good enough that I can put out some more issues with Velaity Studios. Um, I I'm also would like to do some children's books. Mm -hmm. um, my, my other grandmother that I mentioned earlier who writes poetry, uh, when I was in elementary school, her and I wrote a, a little children's book about a cat who wants to trade tales with other animals. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and it was, it was kind of like a fun facts thing about animals because I was into it even, even back then. I must have been, you know, six years old. Mm. Uh, and so 
the cat goes around and it asks all the different animals if it can trade tails because it, it's bored, it doesn't like its own tail anymore. Yeah. And so the animals, they explain, oh no, it, it approaches a squirrel and it says, hey, I like your tail, let's trade tails. Um, but then the squirrel says, no, I need my tail so that I can balance when I run and jump between the branches of the trees. Um, and then another one is like a peacock, he wants to trade tails with a peacock and it's, and it's, oh, I can't trade tails with you, I need my tail to attract the lady peacocks, the peahens. <laughs> uh, and so once I'm done with the first issue of Kerman, I want to illustrate that as a book, mm -hmm. um, as a gift for my grandmother. Uh, and then I have a couple other ideas uh, for, for children's books or comic books um, that, I, that I would like to work on. So I, I would like to kind of go into the more of that direction of, mm -hmm. of illustrating comics and and children's books. Have you ever thought about licensing your work at all or no? Uh, I haven't. I don't know anything about that. Mm, so. I have an interview about that with a lady that oh, yeah? actually made millions of dollars really? out of that illustration. Yes. Um, and take a look at Creativity in Focus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's very good at what she does. And it, that's all she focuses on. So she only creates work now for licensed products. And there are bags, there are mugs, there, there's everything you can mm. think of. It's another way because I'm a firm believer that if you're committed to make work, uh, money with your art, you can. You can to the point mm -hmm. of you have a nice life with that. But you do have to think about what other channels of revenue can I have besides the original work. Mm -hmm. Because the original work, no matter what you're doing, felting, uh, drawing, painting, it takes longer, it takes a lot of time. Uh, so it's not feasible for you to survive on that. Mm -hmm. Unless you you don't you live out of a van or something, right? But I wouldn't mind living when out you, of a when van. you're able to, yeah, I would be okay today. That'd be a, huh? <laughs> that, that you know lines up with the punk rock lifestyle. And, and you know it's a trend. <laughs> van living is a trend. Yeah, I'm sure. A lot of millennials do that because you know they're not interested in having stuff. They're interested in experiences, things. But but anyway, you have to to come with other channels of revenue. Mm -hmm. So, for example, with our consulting clients, we always said you need at least seven different channels of revenue. So everything you're doing is fantastic, right? But that can be uh, increased to a point that you you don't have to be you know just relying on original work to mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. sell. Uh, Bree is asking here, has Brandon said where he sells his work? So let me expand on that. If people want to know more about you, what are the right places for them to go? So I will be at the Salt Lake Farmer's Market this weekend. Um, this is the last week I'll be there. Um, and then I will be at the 9th and 9th Street Festival in Salt Lake City on September 15th. Um, you can find my stuff on my Etsy store, which is Bluff Street Bandit. So it's etsy.com slash shop slash Bluff Street Bandit, I think. That's how you get to that. Or you can follow me on Instagram, which is Bluff Street Bandit, um, or Kerman Comics is also... Can you spell Kerman Comics? Oh, yeah, it's K-E-R-M-A-N-N-C-O-M-I-C-S. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the one that's specifically dedicated to Kerman and the comic book. And then Bluff Street Bandit is anything and everything that I decide to make. That's good. So a venue for everything. So mm -hmm. do, you, do you go a lot to shows related to comic, Comic-Con or um, FanX or stuff like that? I just barely started working on comics, so I haven't been to a lot of mm -hmm. comic uh, to, the, to the cons or the shows for that sort of thing. Um, what I've been to mostly is kind of local markets and street festivals. Um, earlier this year, I was at the Craft Lake City DIY Festival. Mm -hmm. Like about a week or so ago? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That was probably the biggest thing I've ever been in, uh, which was, was exciting. Was it good? Uh, kind of? I, I, I didn't have a great spot, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to blame it on that. Okay. But yeah, I've been doing pretty well at the farmer's market, and then I went to the 9th and 9th, this will be my second year at the 9th and 9th Street mm -hmm. Festival. And we did pretty well at the at that last year, and so I hope and got our fingers crossed for this year as well. Uh huh. That's so good. Any final words you would like to tell people about you or your work? Um. Thanks for for having me on here. Uh, I appreciate any you know. Follow me on Instagram, Bluff Street Bandit. Um, check out my Etsy store. Uh, come see me at the farmers market or uh, at the ninth and ninth. Mm hmm. 
Um, I would ask for one of his business cards. Keep creating. <laughs> Do you still have them? Yeah. Can draw? So I have I have a few of them. I kind of stopped doing that because it took a lot of time, mm -hmm. and so I have I have a bunch of pre-printed drawings on there now. So, but I have I have a few of the hand-drawn ones left. So if you come to Ninth and Ninth um, and ask for one, I'll, I can give it to you. Yeah, or or follow him on Instagram and say, hey, I saw that interview. Send me one. Oh yeah, if right? you do, if you buy anything from me on Etsy, um, what I've I haven't made a ton of sales on Etsy, but that's because I haven't really been promoting it very consistently. Um, but what I've done, what I've, I call them Thank Fibians, which is um, a little cartoon frog, and he says thank you, <laughs> and I draw that on straight onto the business card. So that's an, anything you buy from my Etsy shop comes with that or original piece of art on the business that's card so there. Cool. That's so and, nice. And uh, there is a friend of mine, um, shout out to Lauren, uh, who he he specifically requested he bought he bought something and it came with a thank Fibian and then he wanted more. So I think I nice. drew three more uh, just to just because he wanted more of them because they're kind of they're just like cute little cartoons like a salamander or a frog uh -huh. or something. That's so cool. I want to show them one more thing that I, I just seen. Mm -hmm. You have that uh, water bottle oh, there. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Um, this is a Let's water bottle. Let's put it over here so we can yeah, give a we'll close-up. So this. some of the stickers that I've made, like this is the... Um, there, whoops. Yeah. If I can get it in there. There we uh -huh. go. The Reptiles so the, and Samurai um, is available as a sticker. This one here is a tufted titmouse, mm -hmm. which is um, a drawing that I did and I made it into a sticker. Beautiful. Um, and then this is, this is the company I worked for, Inktware, mm -hmm. and uh, this is a design that I did for them um, with more birds and flowers because those are some of my favorite things to draw. And there's a couple others. This is from a guy, uh, his name is Evan, I can't remember his last name, mm -hmm. um, but he was at the DIY festival and he's got a lot of cool stuff. This is um, Panda Propaganda, it's another <laughs> local artist. Uh -huh. They've got a lot of stuff at Unhinged in Sugar House. Nice. And I, I really liked this picture, mm -hmm. so I stuck that on there. <laughs> That's a cool water mug. Yeah, so I've got, um, like I talked about my jackets earlier and I, I have I like a lot of patches and pins because mm -hmm. you know, it could just like accessorize uh, a product, so I did the same same kind of thing with my water bottle. So nice. no one else has a water bottle that's quite like mine. Uh huh. That's fantastic. And Bree is saying thank you for sharing your art. Thank you so much oh, for being thank here. Thank you. Yes, it, it was a pleasure having you here. You are on the right road, that's for sure. Cool. And I hope your comic book becomes a huge success. I hope so too. Yes, and for you guys, thank you so much for participating and being here with us. This podcast stays whatever you're watching, so you can share this at any time with you know artists or people that need to get inspired by the work of this amazing artist, Brandon Pope. And I'll see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you so much.